Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with each and every one of you. What an honor it is to allow us to come across uh, your airways, your broadcast. So with me again, as we continue on with the fruit of the spirit and the, the different fruits is Pastor Tony Miller. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning to you, Doug, and Brother Carriger. It's always a joy to be with you on this broadcast, and hopefully we'll be able to help some people today that God wants to help. Oh, I hope so. And listen, folks, it, again, as Pastor was saying, it's our intention to help you. If you get stuck, drop me a note at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com or come on over to a Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. You're, you're listening to this, and this is happening right after Christmas. So Christmas is on a Sunday, and this should be the Tuesday following Christmas. We hope you had a great Christmas. And uh, so we've went through the fruit of the Spirit, brother. We, we've been in Galatians 5, and uh, we find ourselves still in verse 22 and 23 and we're in 22 today it said but the fruit of the spirit is and we've been looking at the different words and but it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness and today we're on that word called goodness and uh, the goodness of God and displaying again the fruit of the spirit now this is not as pastor explained to us yesterday this is not a gift this isn't a signed gift of any type this is the spirit working through us when we allow the spirit to do exactly that and so when I think of the words goodness I came up with a few bible verses here be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good I really like that one be kind to one another a verse we just used out of a Ephesians 4.32 on yesterday, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiven one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. So when I think of goodness, Pastor, I'm right back at that cross at Calvary where you brought us to yesterday, thinking about the greatest goodness of all time. So when you think of goodness, what's coming to your mind? Well, the Greek word actually means something that would be like active generosity, you know, some people want to live their lives with the absence of evil, but not necessarily the presence of positive good. And some parents are trying to keep their kids out of trouble and don't focus on turning their kids into being generous givers. So this actually, to me, means active giver or a generous heart is really what this word is driving at in goodness. Yeah, which is pretty great. And, uh, you know, and, and just knowing, I, I was thinking about goodness in practical terms here today, Pastor. So goodness displaying itself through us and and, and, and what that looks like. It, and, you know, I just not too long ago, I got re- done reading Shelley Hamilton's book, Always Good, Only Good, I think was the name of that. Great book, folks. I recommend it. It looks at mental illness from her perspective going through that with her husband and their dear son, uh, Jonathan, who committed suicide. But talking about goodness, the people that show up and just, I think, Pastor, aren't there people who just, you know, are good? You can feel 
the goodness coming through them. You want to hang with those people. And I think the traits in my mind, these are the people who go out of their way uh, to overcome evil. These are people who go out of their way to make me feel good. These are people who put me as a priority ahead of them. These are people who I can rely on. I mean, if, if I go to jail, there's a handful of people in my contacts called my favorites that I can call if I'm, and I'm not going to jail for anything I've done bad, but if something terrible happens, these are the people who I know their response is going to be good. I know their response is going to be godly. I know their response is going to be life-changing for me. So I guess, Pastor, I'm coming over to you and say, what does goodness look like to you individually through people? Well, it's, it's giving. That's the bottom line of it. It's an action word, and it has to do with giving to others. Someone as well put it this way, God has given us two hands one with which to receive and the other with which to give. Or if God blesses me, God wants me to go out and give that blessing to someone else. And you just quoted recently that phrase of be kind one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. That When we forgive and release someone from something they deserve to be punished for, we're giving to them. And so the real thing about goodness is that as Christ was on the cross of Calvary and these people had treated him badly, what did he give them? Right off the bat, he's praying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do in Luke 23, 34. But also we see after six, seven hours on the cross, Jesus Christ has been railed upon by soldiers and religious people, and even by the two thieves that were on the cross next to him. And what was he giving them? Was he giving them retaliation, guff? No. At the very end, that one criminal said, this guy's different. He's good. I, I, I think I would like to have him. I think he's king. And so he requests to Christ, after having railed on him with the other thief, and he requests to him, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what did Jesus do that day? He gave him total forgiveness, kindness. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. He gave him the ultimate thing to spend eternity with him, the King of kings and Lord of lords. So here once again on the cross of Calvary, Jesus is demonstrating goodness. Yeah. And, and what I like about this and the direction you're going is this is, is goodness is, is really, it's not about us. Goodness is about others. It's about God. It's about others. It's, it's doing the right thing. You called it, it's an action. It, it's, it's something that we do because of God, because God was good to us. It's, it's something we do when we put somebody ahead of us. It's, it's, it's being upright. It's, it, you know, there's so many things that, that come to my mind when I think of goodness. And in this one story, I made a little note of here on my notes this morning, pastors, we had a missionary years ago and he was a knucklehead and he got in trouble and he was thrown in jail down in Georgia. And I went to see this guy and he, of course, you know, we let him go years ago as a missionary and he did jail time. But I remember I went to the jail or better aptly said a prison because it was, it's really a prison. They put him in a waitness hearing, which was months later. Uh, I sat down and I, I talked to the guy 
And when I get all done, you know, everybody says they're innocent. Everybody's been done wrong. And I, I really couldn't pick what was right, what was wrong. I knew that there was proof and he had done something wrong uh, to what level it still had to be determined by the courts. And I'm glad there's courts and judges and things like that. But I remember the man took me back to his office. The, he was uh, uh, in charge of the prison. So he was the warden and uh, he had heard that I was a preacher and he said, uh, excuse me, he said, Reverend, will you come back to my office and pray and talk with me for a minute? I said, boy, I'd be honored. And I, I went to the warden's office there in Georgia and I sat down and we held hands and prayed and, and he explained to me, you know, how God was doing a work within the prison system and how he didn't want to get in the way of that. But then he went on to tell me and I said to him, I said, sir, would it be all right if you tell me about this particular guy? And he said, yeah, I, I'd be glad to do that. And, uh, and he went on to tell me that this guy wasn't as good as I thought he was. And then he went on to describe to me, it was a televangelist who got in trouble years ago, and he, got, he embezzled some money or something there within the state of Georgia, and they threw this guy in jail. And if you and I heard his name or everybody else heard his name, we probably wouldn't be all that high on the guy or we wouldn't feel that great about the guy or whatever the case may be. But he said, I want you to know something, uh, Brother Doug. He said, when, when they brought him into prison and he had nine months and he did all nine months here, he kneeled in front of every prison guard, in front of his fellow prisoners, and he said, I beg you for forgiveness and that you would not view God through me and the things that I do. He says, because God is good and I'm not good and I'm a sinner, and I want to make a difference in your life while I'm here. And the warden told me, he said, Doug, I, I thought it was a show. And he said, but every single day for those 270-something days that that man was in prison there, every single day he ate last. Every single day he said a prayer for everybody in the chow hall. Every single day he took time to go around and shake everybody's hand. He asked every person in that jail or prison for forgiveness. And he went out of his way to make sure uh, that things that he would do or say would be godly. He showed goodness. I remember the warden say to me, he represents goodness through him, and I didn't expect that. And I think in our hardest times, friends, I think in those times that are, are very difficult to us and when we're going through the junk of life and life is upside down, I think that's really when goodness comes out. What we're filled with is what spills out of that cup. Pastor Miller mentioned yesterday. Hey, listen, we're going to go ahead and pop over here for this commercial break and let the stations do what they got to do, and we'll be right back with you. Hang with us. Well, we thank you for hanging with us. And so, Pastor, thinking about that guy there in prison in Georgia, uh, asking for forgiveness, telling everybody not to view God through his actions. And uh, is that a picture of goodness to you? Oh, it's great to see kind of God's thing. not surrendered through the correction that happened to him. And it's wonderful. It's kind of like John Bunyan said, you have not lived a day until you've done something for someone who cannot pay you back. And it sounded like that's what happened to that guy in prison, that he started trying to give to people things that they couldn't give him back. Not a taker, but a giver. 
yeah. you know, this thing of it's giving, it's just a generous heart. And we, we need to encourage uh, all of those around us to become Christ-like and being a giver. God's a giver. I think though, you know, we get to Christmas time and it was a family didn't know what to give their father. And he said he would, it would be nice if he could read something, receive from them something that the whole family would get something out of it. So they gave him a wallet. (laughs) 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 So we, we parents get to give and, you know, that's really something, though, with us as parents. Are we good in the sight of our children? You know, we may have had a bad background. We may have been hurt deeply by family members or someone else in society. But one of the resolves we all need to make is stop focusing on the wrong that has been done to us and start focusing on today how we can be good to someone that God has given us another day to give people something that, and you know, Jesus said it this way, it's more blessed to give than to receive. So if you want to live a happy life, you want to have the joy of the spirit, we've got to be a giver just like Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think we, I, I like the way you went back at this in the beginning and you said, you know, the goodness, God is good to us because he loves us and wants what's best for us. So as we, uh, you know, throughout the Bible, God's demonstrating his actions toward us over and over again through the, uh, you know, through the crucifixion, through all those different things, through providing food, meeting our needs, surrounded by angels, surrounded by love. Over and over again, God has given us an example of goodness, of right, of long-suffering, of caring, of these things that we went through, this love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. Over and over again, God gives us that example, and we should take that example. I used to have a pastor years ago when I first got saved, and he would say, be good to everybody, but every day pick someone you work with. I remember the pastor used to say that to me. He was a retired army guy. I was a young soldier, had just got saved. And and he would say every day, brethren, pick someone you work with, pick somebody you're around and show them an extra uh, display. Go out of your way to be good to them, talk to them, you know, pat them on the back, shake their hand, make eye contact. Every day, pick someone to share God's love with and do it with everybody, but go out of your way with that one person every day and move that person around and God will use you. And I used to think, I said, man, that, you know, that old pastor is crazy. I'm trying to be good to everybody. I'm doing all I can. But after some time, God worked on my heart. And what I decided to do was pick the most honorary soldier I worked with, whether they were a general or a private, I was going to go out of my way to be particularly good to that person. And I'll never forget the very first day I had this soldier. He had joined uh, out of Puerto Rico many years ago, hadn't been home in years. So many things I did not know about this guy and what had tainted him and gave him so much hurt. And uh, I remember that this particular day, I knew the guy loved those cream filled donuts they sold down at the cafeteria. So this one day I went down and I got my coffee and I got a cream filled donut. And that was back in the day where donuts weren't real important to me. I was really much more worried about that 34 inch waist and bench pressing 400 pounds. But I remember I brought that cream filled donut up to the guy and I said, Hey, I know you like these. I just wanted to pick that up for you. And boy, the floodgates open pastor. I mean, this guy, 
over the next month or two would go out of his way to come over and shake my hand and tell me how he missed his family in Puerto Rico. He was putting money aside, telling me, you know, he was angry at God. He was, he was a guy that didn't know the Lord, started coming to church with us. And, and I can tell you story after story about how God used one simple act of goodness or kindness or gentleness, however you want to look at it, to make a difference in that guy's life. Now, I wish I could tell you, I worked with 50 people, and over the next year or two, I went out of my way with all 50 of those people to be extra good to them, to do what the pastor said. And I can, maybe a handful, maybe a handful of those people really reacted in a way where they were paying it forward, where they were going out of their way to be nice to people. And I think that's what God is all about. You know, God uses us and uh, I don't know why. I don't know why he chooses to use me to share the gospel. I don't know why he chooses to use me as a preacher. I don't know why he allows me to do this uh, broadcast with Pastor Miller. But I do know this, that God has uh, used me, chosen me, what, however you want to put it. And I want to be good about it. I want to make a difference with it, Pastor. I want to share that goodness. I want to pick a person every day to go out of my way to be good to. Yes. And, you know, it doesn't have to always be a huge thing that we do, just like you're talking about that donut. Uh, I got worried about my kids developing a giving spirit when they were still at home. Some of you may, may have heard of a man by the name of Walt Fremont who wrote the book Formula for Family Unity. But he got Lou Gehrig's disease at the end of his life and he was confined to his house and he would sit at his window in our neighborhood and look out. And I found out he loves flowers. So it came in the fall of the year and we got some flowers, pansies for the winter time. And uh, I said, kids, we're going to go down. And I took my boys down there and we planted flowers outside that man's window. And, you know, the joy I felt, I don't think I felt much greater joy in my life for doing something small that I've ever done. But part of it was I was trying to get my kids to realize that we want to be good like God, generous givers, active givers to others. And Brother uh, Fremont, he really appreciated those flowers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those kinds of things make a difference. One of the, one of the things I love about our church is even when I wasn't a member, even when I was just getting care from within the church, you know, the pastors would look out for me. I had shoulder surgery and somebody activated a list at our church, Morningside Baptist Church. And brother, I can tell you, I put on five pounds over that first five or six days. I, I mean, every food item you could ever believe people dropped off books with food and cards and what a difference they made. So I, I guess folks, what we're telling you is the fruit of the spirit demonstrates God's love through us. Sometimes when we go out of our way to do that, when we, when we uh, plug into God, remember, I keep telling you this and what you plug into is where you get your energy from. And I want to have godly energy. I want to make a difference. I want to do those things. So pastor, we've looked at this fruit of the spirit. We've looked at in order, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, and good goodness. And I just can't help but think God puts these in an order to grow on, to build upon that all this starts with love and, and you need that love for everyone. And then comes this joy. And, uh, are you thinking that these things continue to build on each other? Well, I think personally that they grow simultaneously together because they center in 
the beginning one. I think it's the foundational one. Love is in sacrifice for the benefit of others. Whenever I sacrifice for someone, I automatically feel a joy in my life. And maybe sometimes I give God what he wants and he wants thanksgiving. So I recognize, God, you've been good to me. You've loved me. I'm going to give you thanks. And as a result, I get joy. So I think they kind of build on love, but I don't think we have to wait to get peace uh, and then follow in an order later on, say, I'll get temperance. I think they will grow together because the Spirit of God is trying to develop these things progressively together in us. Yeah, and, and God has the ability. It's not like us going down and taking classes. And, 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 you know, I remember years ago, I became a realtor. I mean, I was a recruiter years ago, and I had in my mind I was going to become a millionaire. While I was a recruiter, I was going to buy and sell houses and properties and, and things of that nature. Well, part of real, the realtor class back then is we spent a whole week on how to use your calculator to do interest rates on a 30-year mortgage and a 20-year mortgage. I carried around two boxes, not an I'm talking uh, mimeograph paper or we'd call uh, copy machine paper boxes, full-size boxes that would hold 30 reams of paper. I had two of them filled with taxes for the county in which I was learning to be a realtor in. But you couldn't move on until you could determine what a mortgage looked like, what the taxes looked like, what exemption. That's not how God works. God, he, he, he makes us all new. Uh, the old person's out there. God can do multiple things through his Holy Spirit through us. Sometimes I even look at myself and say, God, that had to be you. That wasn't something I would have thought of doing. That's not something I ordinarily would have done. That had to be you in my life. And uh, I'm so thankful for God. Pastor, on that last minute, how would you like to close out goodness today? Well, I... I read a devotional here recently, and this is what encourages me to be good, is how God has been so good to me. You know, Psalm 23, the last verse says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And that word follow literally is the idea of a pursuer, uh, a dog that is pursuing as a hunter, as a predator, that's exactly the way God's goodness is. It's pursuing us every day. And, you know, we ought to be pursuing others with God's goodness. In light of what he's given to us, we ought to be giving to others. Yeah, what a blessing. And that's exactly it, folks. So I'll go out there and start giving today and and uh, allow the fruit of the Spirit through you to make a difference. And maybe if you think about it, zero in on a knucklehead today. That's uh, that's what I called it in the Army. And boy, they weren't knuckleheads once I got to know them. Uh, just let God use you. God, he will. He will. Folks, if there's anything we can do for you, make sure you look for us at Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page or drop me a note at Doug at Wounded Spirits. Pastor Miller, thank you for being with us. And we'll be back tomorrow with Pastor Miller. Make sure you get out there and be with us as we continue on with the fruit of the Spirit. And tomorrow is faith. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. 
for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.